0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese. and I'm joined today by... Chris. Danny. Just the three of us today. Usually I would ask how we're doing, but there's been a more burning question on everyone's lips. And that is, Chris, did you manage to save everything in the freezer? Yes. The power (laughs)
1: came on ten minutes later. It was very exciting.
0: See, we were all safe, all safe. Yes. Uh, so what we'll get into is more exciting stuff. And uh, we'll start off with a rumour. Haas apparently being up for sale. Gene Haas looking to put the team on the market. Lots of uh, rumoured suitors. Dmitry Mazepin being one. Another one being... Uh, Renault Who is it? Renaud. Yeah, 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 And Yeah, William's story is actually another one that's actually being linked.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think if you look at, um, at uh, Drive to Survive Season 3... I think there's a lot of signs in that of Gene Haas starting to get frustrated with the lack of momentum from the team. I think, in some ways, some of these stories could be quite true.
0: Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if he's on his way out. But, Danny, you're the uh, the American here. How do you feel about the team now being fully taken over by a ration?
2: Well, we had a president for foot- no. <laughs> go down there, bro. <laughs> Um, Well, Gene Haas, uh, since he came in here, he always wanted to be a front runner. He never intended to be in the rear end of the, the rear of the grid and the back of the grid. So I think, uh, two seasons being ninth place, eighth place, I think it's taking its toll on him. He has a winning outfit here in, uh, in NASCAR anyway. So why, you know, would you rather win or lose? I, I'd rather win. I'd so rather, it just makes sense. I'd
0: rather win, but I'd love having my name on a, on a formula one car
1: better than having rich energy on it you'd probably bring more money in
0: (laughs) (laughs) he would right now gee don't want to pay anything in (laughs) it'd be sad
1: though you know to have an american team back now for one is is a good thing
2: um it's a pity they didn't bring an american driver with them that's also my biggest gripe is um custom american drivers that could do a decent job in formula one um They're not going to be fast, but Haas isn't a fast team anyway. Um, So uh, Rossi, back in 2015, would have been good for the first season in Haas in 2016. Um, They picked up Gutierrez, understandably, with a Ferrari connection. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have an American driver
1: there. I always thought it would have been Danica Patrick going into that car from day one. (laughs) And I thought that would have been great PR for them. You know, even, you know, running difficulties with a an early team, just having a leading female driver
2: back in F1 would have wrecked the money in for them. I, I do believe Danica Patrick, um, she raised carts, I think, or Formula Ford. Danica
1: raced IndyCar?
2: Yeah, yeah, but, but she she did race in Europe. I think she did carts in Europe.
0: Well, I didn't say anything like
2: that, but I don't think
0: she was ever up to the F1 standard, though. No, <sighs>
1: nah just, It just—it would have been a good, good old chunk of change in the back pocket. Merchandising sales would have gone through the roof.
2: But she's already a polarizing driver in IndyCar. She was already a polarizing driver here in the states.
1: She was a race winner, though. You know, you can't. And and it wasn't a, a, an easy track to win at Twin, twin ring, Matege. Mate, mate. You know, it's it's a hard circuit and. She had a good win there. Um, she was unlucky in NASCAR at times. You know, to take pole at Daytona is, no, is nothing to, you know, to sneeze at. She had talent. Yeah. Is everything right there, Danny? You, sound like, you
0: look like you said someone at the door. I think he was having a domestic. <laughs> no, no, it's all
2: good. <laughs> all good. All right, cool. I had my kids come home from school just now. I <sighs> uh,
1: got yeah. come back out the door.
2: Yeah, I did. I love
1: kids. <laughs> Do anybody listening, I love kids. Not did <laughs> the appropriate standard. <laughs> <laughs> not too much. Not as as bad as that sounded.
0: <laughs> Chris, I'm going to do you a favour. Yes, to change on. the subject. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to Miami. Miami is <sighs> happening. Danny is partying. I'm grimacing at the thought of another tilkadrome. Chris, thoughts? I don't know what he's partying for. He's
1: not
2: going to have an American team there to support. Look! 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 All I can say is, amongst my group of American friends here, uh, there is excitement. There is hype. Uh, I'm already we're already planning to have a kind of a group of friends go out there to Miami uh, to go watch that race, including a couple of uh, first time, first time attendees, and even first time, first season watching Formula One. Um, so I'm I'm very excited. Uh, there's a big appeal of having a race in Miami. Uh, and I just, I just hope it goes well. I hope the racing is, is somewhat decent. Um, the new regulations, the, the way the track looks. Uh, yeah, we can say it's a talker track, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to have another race here.
0: Have Have you seen the layout? Have you seen the onboard lap? Yeah. It, it looked promising. I mean, turn one, overtaking spot. Mm-hmm. Then there's a, a long straight with another overtaking spot. And then all of a sudden it gets really narrow for some reason. And I know there's a street service, there's probably a reason for it, but it got narrow for it, the longest straight. It's probably the narrowest one. You probably just park a modern F1 car in the middle of that and not be overtaken.
2: <clears throat>
0: I think it's great
1: having it around the, um, the landmark of the Dolphin Stadium, but that's not Miami. <coughs> You know, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, but it took me about half hour, 45 minutes to drive from central Miami out to the ground. Yeah,
2: uh, yes, something uh, like it,
1: that. It, something it, like the, the gardens. Yeah, if you're going to go to Miami, do it on the waterfront where everybody knows it. You've got city in the background, you got the bridges. Everybody knows the main... Um, Miami Beach, the road that runs down beside Miami Beach. You know, you're missing the best parts of Miami by sticking it away out on a bit of flat ground.
2: Yeah, that's true. But I I, I think there's the politics involved in having a race in downtown Miami instead of having it in the outskirts of town. um, I I think that has something to do with it. And having it at the Hard Rock Stadium where they already have a good set of... um, like the logistics of the area, and also the accommodation, the hotels that they have around there already for Hard Rock Stadium will make it easy for to have a Formula One race there in in that part of Miami, the garden And and it is a purpose-built track as well. It's not
0: the usual street circuit like back of it. It, it It is purpose-built. It's it's a ten-year contract as well, isn't it? It's a long contract.
1: Yeah, a contract. Don't
0: mean much these days in
1: Formula One. There's no undulation, and that's what gets me. Um, Russia. At least Baku has undulation. Yeah, Baku, Russia, they both had undulation. Even um, Valencia had, had a
0: little bit. I thought Russia was flat as anything. It's on the yeah, but even thought. You know,
1: you go around turn three and the cars are leaning. You know, uh, that, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean there about that. But even in Valencia, there was a little bit. But on this, there's nothing. It might just be the software they've used, though. Um, no, I've, I've you know I've been up there. I've been up that way, and it is it's flat. I don't know, and the hotels that, like you say, there, Danny, the hotels that they're gonna have there, it's all gonna be taken up by all the teams. It's not. It's not
0: gonna help the fans. Yeah. Um, Was there a better stadium in the NFL, Danny? They could have built that track around. Could they gone somewhere else?
2: Yeah. Giants, uh, you, Me- Meadowlands, New York, New York, New Jersey. Well, that's New Jersey, but yeah, I believe the Meadowlands would have been a better place to have a a, a race up there. Or in New York City, uh, Cowboys.
0: Uh, what's that? The Cowboys Stadium. We've already got a race in Texas, though, haven't you? Uh,
2: yeah. Even, you have. Dakota. You got the new in the track. The track in Austin is like. 30 to 45 minutes away from central Austin as well. Yeah. Um, that's standard, though, with all Tilka tracks, isn't it? They're built
1: away from everything. But if you want yeah. to do one round some sort of grind, then the best place I
0: thought would have been
1: Vegas. Nah. You no, know, yeah, well, Vegas was
0: great in the past, wouldn't it? Caesar's, Caesar's car? Yeah,
1: but they've got this new, this new um, stadium there that's just off the strip. Vegas would have looked really good at night. Yeah that
2: would look really, really, really cool looking at night.
1: Which is what we, Formula One was missing last time, because we didn't have a night race and weren't with the technology for it when they last ran in Vegas.
0: Yeah. Should we move on to the last bit of news?
1: Oh.
0: This is uh, the one that's Broke over the week. Another one that broke over the weekend. It was quite laughable, really. It was Aston Martin wanted to take FOM, and the FIA, to court over the uh, over the regulations, claiming that they have been personally attacked with these rule changes? Uh, I'm going to start on this one. And say no, it wasn't aimed at you. It was aimed at slowing the fast car down, the fastest car, the Mercedes, and that's what all F1 rule changes do. They they attack the leader. They want to slow Wait. the lead down because it's easier to slow the leader down than to speed the other cars up. And it's this just isn't- very- Racing point copying has got. or oh, Aston Martin copying has not been trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was just don't they
1: have a Mercedes chassis? That's why. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's worked at the end of the day, hasn't it? You know, it slowed the Mercedes down. You know, they're now running on par um, with Red Bull. So, the, the the they've done the job. The fact that you know that Aston Martin can't keep up with the change. Just shows that they haven't got this last year's Mercedes
0: chassis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, go your own way. <laughs> go your own way. What's happened is yeah. it's brilliant. Cause how how simple a change was required just to to make this all happen. It's just oh yeah, it's just do some changes to the floor it's, and just disadvantage the uh, what is different about this one car compared to the rest because everyone else has had a be low rake. Yeah that's why it's made such a huge difference but oh, it's just ridiculous how Otto Sackmore and Lawrence Job come forward and said oh we're being targeted just, you're not, you're not being targeted at all but you can see as well with the Mercedes
1: how hard their aerodynamics are working by the fact that what is it they're saying, 0.6 of a second they lost without yeah, the front wing damage
2: Okay. Which makes
1: yeah, you know, sense, though. It does, because everything starts from the front of the car and it leads all the way to the back. Also, wet race, you need that downforce a lot more in the wet. Yeah. And when they changed his front wing after the red, you saw what he could do in that car. No, it was so quick.
2: So quick. And he was setting the fastest laps. You know. Yeah, he was. I mean, he got the fastest lap, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But wasn't that DRS assisted on his overtake on Lando was that lap that... Yeah, I doubt fair. it would have been on an overtaking lap because y-
0: you would, you compromise your line into uh, the Tamburillo uh, Chicane. Yeah, because
1: he had to go right the outside of Lando. So he was he was compromised through that Chicane. That was a really good battle, though. It was. That was, was, that was really fun to, watch. That was that, fun to watch. That was a driver that knows where to position his car to brake without moving under braking.
0: Or, oh, mm-hmm. you know, Lando was, was
1: brilliant. All good part of the track. Yeah, Lando was brilliant.
2: Lando he, was he knew when to give up as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he also he knew when to... He talked about it in one of his interviews, where to, where to use his rear tires. Because remember, he had the soft tires at the beginning of that, right after the red flag. Yeah. That's what made him jump to Ferraris, you know, stay ahead of the Ferraris in the first couple laps. But, um, so he, he had aging soft tires. He knew when to use those tires to their fullest potential at the at the Robotsa corners and I helped him get um, get ahead of stay ahead of Hamilton for a couple of laps. So it was you know just fun, just fun to watch. I think for me it showed three things.
1: It showed how much Lando has grown um, and developed as a driver so far in his McLaren career. Um, it's shown how much faith Lewis has in him as a driver to go we wheel with him the way he did. And it shows how poor those Ferraris
2: really are when they couldn't get up there with him. I do have a question. If that was Russell instead of Lando, and we all saw what happened between Russell and Bottas, and we saw what happened earlier in the race with Russell and Hamilton, where Hamilton had to go on the wet line, do you think the same result would have happened with Hamilton and Russell? No. Would Hamilton have been able to overtake him cleanly? I think yeah,
0: absolutely fine. I think because first of all, it's a Mercedes overtaking. I say Mercedes overtaking Williams. So Williams is catching Mercedes. That should never have been there because he being so slow. Um, but I think with with Russell, he, he said, "Oh yeah, I, I could have let Lewis buy in a better place. I just wanted to get it done as soon as possible." I saw the blue flags moved out way as early as possible. But Lewis and of course, Lewis up. went on the Lewis went on the slippery stuff and slid off. Um, I think it's completely different. I think a normal overtake, as Lewis showed every time. Every time he just got it right. He, um, he didn't risk it when it wasn't on 100%. Like he knew he was faster than the car in front, so he just bided this time until he was close enough to just get past safely.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the difference between the Russell um, Valtteri move and the Lewis um, Lando was it was a lot closer to the end of the race and that line was dry at that point whereas it was that slight bit wet enough just to throw um, George into, into the side of Valtteri's
0: car. Yeah, the grass was, of course, going can always hold the, wa- hold the water. Yeah. But Lewis was getting that move lined up a little bit later as well. I think he didn't actually ever overtake going through the kink. Yeah. Um, but bringing it back to the racing the racing point that's the minus has Lawrence Stroll ever made a statement and it not backfired (laughs) I don't tend to listen to the man to be honest (laughs) he is a master at spinning some bullshit (laughs) uh, (laughs) make sure you beat that (laughs) he's
1: a billionaire
0: full of bullshit
1: have you seen how much stuff he's selling at the minute Oh, he's selling loads of stuff. He's selling stuff left, right and centre. Property, yacht,
0: cars. Apparently he's selling this $25 million car collection. If I may, bring it back to our new feature. Billionaire bullshitter. Um, Oh, dear. (laughs) Chris is looking forward to this. (laughs) We've given ourselves a bit of a challenge here. Pretty much, we're going to... We've given each other ridiculous statements... That we must defend as though we were Lawrence Stroll, trying to, uh, to try and bullshit our way around them. Um, we're giving ourselves up to a minute each to uh, try and defend the point and convince the others that yeah, we do believe it. Yeah, Chris, Chris how are you feeling about starting? <laughs> oh, <all> right, okay. <laughs> Oh, um, oh man, this good. This is good. <laughs> okay. <coughs> 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 <Nice>. <coughs> the statement you need to defend is after failing to finish one lap in Bahrain and then finishing the race in Imola, Nikita Mazepin is on an upward trend which guarantees he will become a multiple Formula One world champion.
1: Why do you make it sound like that's not going to happen? Have you not seen the development (laughs) between race one and race two? Let's be honest, Grosjean crashed in near enough the same spot last year. You know, he completed a full race. A rookie completed a full race in race two. That's amazing. He's never been to that circuit before. Wait until we get a bit more aerodynamic work on that car next year. He'll be, he'll be winning races from the start of next season. I can guarantee it. We get some more money whenever we're bought out. And this is going to be talked about later on. Whenever our team gets bought out, we're going to have the money. We're going to have the stability behind us. And that's going to give us the power to increase it. And I know we've got Mick Schumacher, but we're going to bugger him off to Mr. Ferrari soon, you know, the back marker. And then Nikita, he, he's going to rise to the top. He is going to be the cream. That we get our earnings from, he will be a champion by the end of next season. Oh <laughs> my god, that's perfect! That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh wow, man! I, think I do that I was good. <laughs> oh gosh,
2: I feel like I've got a hard act to follow now. Um, hey, I led into I yours like there a, finish, a little bit. I like sending Nixa Ferrari as a backmarker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, race. Yeah. Are you ready, yeah. Red Bull? Are on the verge of bankruptcy, and Gene Haas is looking to purchase the main Red Bull team and Toro Rosso as sub teams for Haas F1 to
0: help them develop
1: Haas as a front-running team.
0: Yes, I've heard this too, and it's the uh, it's a very ornate plan from uh, Gene Haas. Uh, the whole reason Red Bull. Were- firing their drivers constantly to distract on how bad the business is doing. I mean, the drink is worse than that uh, rich energy. Um, and because of this, they're having to sell the team. Uh, and there's no one better to sell the team to than Gene Haas. He's an incredible businessman. And he, what he's going to do is he's going to sell Haas F1 to Dmitry Mazepin for a ridiculous price because he's got money. And he'll use that money to buy Red Bull and Alpha Tauri. And he'll bring joy to f Efron's fans because he will rename Alpha Tauri back to Toro Rosso. And everyone will stop being confused. And then uh, after realising he's been conned, Dimitri Mazepin is going to cut his losses and he's going to sell Haas F1 back to Gene ha- uh, He's going to sell it back to a consortium of Gene Haas, Rich Energy and Guido van der Garde guaranteeing Guido van der Garde that drive he was once deprived of. Oh! Not
1: bad. Not bad. Uh, damn it, you got a hard yeah. one to follow. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Ready. I'll give you Danny. I'll read you in on your one. Danny, you're a statement to defend in Billionaire Bullshitter. I don't care what anyone says. The best thing about the latest season of Dry to Survive was Valtteri
2: busts his ass on camera. I hope everybody enjoyed Dry to Survive. We had great things showing on on all 10 episodes. We had Joe John's crash. We had Danny Ricardo's second year at Renault. But I do believe... The best thing we did see was a Mercedes driver. Ladies, listen, the Mercedes—we had a Mercedes driver's ass on camera. It was the best thing ever. No, I'm not talking about Lewis Hamilton. I'm talking about Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> or that say Valtteri Bottas? But and ass. It was <laughs> the best thing. The ratings on that episode were just through the roof. Uh, I just don't see anything overtaking that. Grosjean's uh, crash—no big deal. Had fake audio added into it, but Valtry's ass is the real deal. Oh, and that hot sauna that he was in, there's nothing better than going to a finished sauna and then jumping in, a, in the freezing lake. <laughs> Botas ass made Driver Survive. I missed that episode. So can
1: you describe the ass guy? <laughs>
2: Let me just tell you, it was a dark sauna, but when we turned the light on, the thing that reflected was his white arm. His white ass cheek. No, that thing just shone off on of me. Oh, man. That, and that I must say, it's in really in that. good shape. Valtry's in, in fantastic shape. That All means- I can say is, we have a Mercedes driver's ass on TV, and it wasn't Hamilton. Oh, my God, Daddy, you named the podcast in that round. That's brilliant. <laughs>
1: Oh god! Let's not do that again next week.
2: You said that. You said that to me. I started bawling, laughing at work. My 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 uh my prep cooks looked at me. You okay, chef? I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is. I'm like, what? I'm just the thoughts are going through my head right now. Oh. You've gone as orange as your t-shirt.
1: What's that? You've gone as orange as your t-shirt. Is <laughs> it? Oh, dear God.
2: Uh, let's get back to work. Um, but let, me, let me say, when I, I read it on Twitter, and that was, like, the first thing people talked about was Valtteri's butt on camera, <laughs> and I was avoiding Twitter all morning. I had to work that day, so I avoided Twitter, avoided all social media, but I, was able, I, I saw that when I got home, I stopped at that episode and waited for my wife to get home so she could see it as well, and it was enjoyable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you only get it once a week what's that tried to survive oh no we get all of them
2: no, yeah. no, I just, I just have, um, waited for that day
0: oh.
2: alright right. guys um, we've been running a competition Boutry, butt ass
0: <laughs> between, <laughs> Boutry, butt ass um, guys you, you might have heard we've been running a competition um and as uh, we said in the first week we started running this competition we would be revealing the winner of that competition this week so uh drum roll, please courtesy of show sponsor the winner of our first competition is matty who messaged us on facebook uh matty what do you want to do is we're going to send you a uh, we're going to woo, send you a direct woo, message woo. back to you on Facebook. Uh, we'll get your address and we'll get your Monaco wall art sent out to you. Um, just a huge thanks again to show sponsor apextracks.com. Thank uh, you, Apex. Thank you. We are so lucky to have them uh, providing us with these great prizes. using their track as a steering wheel again. Crypt is using the track as a steering wheel again. <laughs> steering wheel again. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Do I look like Lambert? was it doing the trailer. All <laughs> no, 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 the uh, Ferrari guys in the track. Uh, no, Rebel guys the track. Yeah, uh, guys, check out apextracks.com. That's a p e x t r a x s dot com. Brilliant wall art. It's it's great. They've got everything on there. Um, you'll catch across the uh, across the season. You'll see we're giving away a Spa, a Silverstone, and also an Abu Dhabi wall art. And they've got the whole calendar on there and much more. Check it out, guys. Uh, but we will move on now to previewing the Portuguese Grand Prix at Portimao. I love Portimao. What a track. Oh, it's awesome. I'd stand on
1: the track. Yeah. Gave us a great race last year. It was one of the tracks I wanted to have come back. Um really, really pleased it has. Um, and hopefully we'll get a race this year as good as we
2: had last year. Yeah. Um, uh, the first, what, first, Five, ten laps of that race last year. Just amazing. Good racing. Uh Sainz jumped in the lead, overtook the Mercedes while they were still looking for grip. It's just a great race. Isn't that here, 91st oh. and 92nd win. Oh god, Chris.
1: Um 91st, Ninety think... first, no, yeah. Ninety
0: yeah. first, because it was Nurboge Ring which he he got the no, back sorry, yeah. No, it was 90th wasn't it? Because Nurberg Ring he equaled Schumacher. I think it was Turkey. Whatever Turkey. It was, it was
1: Turkey. It was, it was it Istanbul. Istanbul he took the record. No, it was
0: Turkey. I bought, I bought. It was Istanbul. He took the championship. Yeah, that was it. And yeah, Portman he broke the record. So yeah, ninety-two because it was it would have been after Nervo. Anyway. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite section of that of that track is that third section sector, which is pretty easy, but just a ways slingshot. And Chris, your favorite, the undulation.
1: Yeah,
2: up and over the top. Yeah, uh, I love it. Absolutely yeah.
1: love it. Um, full position. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go more bold. Um, Lewis, followed by Valtteri, followed by
0: Max. That's your front three. Let's start. Yeah. Danny,
2: going Lewis again. I'm going Max second, and then I'm a new top three. I'm going Lando third. Ooh. we teased it he teased it even with uh, track limits he was so quick um,
0: but yeah. i I love to see Lando in the top three but I don't think I I feel that it's going to go I think it's going to go Max Lewis Perez Perez I think he's <laughs> struggling still with that red bull no you saw that one lap pace at him he was faster than Max he, he qualified second One lap, but I think one Max lap. will uh, bounce back uh, I'd say bounce back in qualifying, be buoyed on from winning the last race, and I see that as a uh, yeah, Max uh, taking pole at least. Uh, Chris, who's your who's your podium?
1: Um, my podium is going to be
0: the same three, but I think it's going to be
1: Lewis, Max, Valtteri. But I don't think Lando is going to be that far behind, especially if we get a safety car. Oof, yeah.
2: Danny? Uh, if we're just going off a standard race, I think it's be Lewis, Max and Valtteri. too. Um, that Mercedes is pretty fast. It has really good race pace. But yeah, we might see another top four, another top five for Lando, for sure.
0: Am I right in saying this is a track that's quite hard on these tyres? We struggled to see it really last season. Um, well, it rained last year, right? It, it rained at the start, yeah. yeah. It was uh, and
1: some so, of it had been of the rubber but... off, yeah. So, this year is the first year we should
0: really start to see what, the, what that circuit could put out, you know. I we think, think the... with up down, uh, yeah. it's up down, sort of the undulations. Chris likes to say, yeah. Um, I feel like it could, you could see a bit of uh, tire wear coming into right, it. Me... So, I'm, I'm being bold and I'm going for a Sergio Perez win. I'm going for Please. Perez. Perez. Stafford Hamilton. Wow, I
1: think looking at the circuit last week, um, on the MotoGP race, the the, the circuit looks like it's in good condition. None of the bikes had any real tire issues. I'm gonna be the mediums were a little bit, a little bit, um, diamond cut, but you know, the hards were were all good. Um,
0: I think I remember that. A Sorry. lot more load goes through the tires of an
1: F1 card. than a lot Oji, more. In, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty confident with with my picks. Um, I think the star of the race is going to be Lando. Yeah, that I. That if can he that. can keep up with those, if he can keep up
2: and take a fourth place, that'd be my star of the race. I do believe if they get a late safety car, you might see some shuffling in the top. A team like McLaren might take a chance. A team like Ferrari might even slip up in the top three as well. McLaren's been pretty strong lately as well. Mm-hmm. Who's your Who's your star going to be for this race? Okay, so I have a new rule: no more Alpines as my star. Last Last <laughs> race, I said Fernando for the nostalgia reasons, and that was uh, that was a terrible <laughs> choice. Um, Did anyone see his accident after
0: the safety car just doing through? Oh, but and the. When the safety car got bought out between Bottas and um, and uh, Russell, Fernando then was following the Daybreak, like driving slower for the debris and he spun at the chicane, which is why we saw him rejoining from the gravel. He spun. Oh for Christ! At sake. low speed,
2: best driver yeah. in Formula One. Mm. Mm. We have to say, oh, yeah, uh, no more Alpines. No more Alpines. I will say my my top performer. Um, I expect some Hamilton magic. He's going to have to bring it again this year, this, in this race. Uh, so, mine will be Hamilton. I'm, I know I'm selling out here. Uh, Victor, out.
0: I, for my star performance, I'm going for
2: Carlos Sainz. I thought he looked great
0: there last season. Mm. I think mean, he looks great in the Ferrari. And he, he was overdriving. That was his issue last weekend. And I feel that getting his head straight if he, and being a, a track that he seems to be quite good at, I, I feel that this could be a real great race for Carlos. I think that this could be the race that he beats Leclerc. Um, which, when you're new to a team, that's what you want to do is beat the guy who's established. there, no one else is yeah. going to do it because I think well, Fernando's not beating Ocon yet. Uh, Ricardo's not beating Lando, and well, <laughs> Vettel's not beating um, not beating Stroll. Oh, Stroll. I thought I thought Stroll I thought, had a brilliant race. To be honest, a couple of weeks ago, Stroll, yeah. You're always putting that car at the top of where it need, where it can really be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm praying that Silverstone doesn't get called off, because I want to see that thing in the
0: flesh. Yeah, it's awesome. That'll be
2: awesome. Yeah. Am, I, am I
0: right in saying this is going to be the first race that Ferrari can't run the Mission Win Now stuff? Sorry. Because they, ha- they can't run it at certain tracks. They it's right in Italy, but they were able to run it in Bahrain, but I don't know if they can run it in Portugal. The what, Sorry. You know how they got the mission win now, the, the, the arrow sort of thing? Yeah, now. yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: I don't think they're allowed to run in most of the European races, are they? Mm. It's
1: a bit weird. Well, I well, well, we don't know what that's even about. But you'd think you'd have a backup sponsor, your Ferrari, for goodness sake. Why don't you have another sponsor there waiting <laughs> to come on <laughs> to a limited amount of races?
0: You think about this, though. Ferrari have a total sponsor who doesn't even show up for half the races of the season. No. what other title sponsor has not shown up for half the races of the season, you may ask
1: Rich Energy will be on board soon right <laughs> we're waiting for our contacts to reach out <laughs> but you, they're walking around when, when Mission Winnow isn't there with their baseball hats with nothing on the front and it, it's, it's so stupid and obviously if they're, if they're charging too much money then they need to bring them their fees down because there's no reason whatsoever why Ferrari shouldn't be having somebody on the front of their, on the side of their car.
2: There's yeah. no excuse whatsoever. They're not hurting for sponsors too. They have, they have plenty of sponsors. They can use that their space.
1: Yeah,
0: they obviously the want too much money. If you need it at the moment. I don't need this. Well, the way the world is, mm-hmm. every single rich person is working. Haven't got enough money, but we'll uh, we'll not get into that uh, on a Formula
1: we'll One podcast. We're not in our uh, uh, Super
0: League's <coughs> uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah. it's been uh, a traumatic week. <laughs> <laughs> Although on the subject of things that lasted longer than the Super League, rich energy past sponsorship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and oh, that, and we've.
1: career in Formula One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god with, with that we'll with that we'll wrap it up um if you uh if you enjoy listening to the show everyone um share it with your friends uh, it's great to grow an audience and uh, we are doing our best to bring more and more um if you go on all our socials at the moment you'll see there is a link tree where you can connect with us on facebook instagram twitter discord Uh, Our socials are at Formula One Fans UK. That's with the number one. You'll see as well, there is a link to a survey. Um, If you want to give us feedback in that, where you can help dictate where we hold race meetups and uh, what competition prices we give away. Uh, There's also a link to the Patreon if you want to support us through that. We are working to bring more and more benefits to, to patrons.
2: Give us a shot. We have new gear.
0: Yeah, we're in the shop. Saturdays Saturday for the boys. Danny,
2: what are Saturdays for? Saturdays are for qualifying. Saturdays are for qualifying. United States, Saturdays are for the boys. is a big uh, bit of a deal here. Uh, So it's it's a really cool play on words, and uh, it looks great. It looks great. Check out the shop once again. It's in the link. What I'll do is I'll put the link in the... uh,
0: in the podcast description so you'll be able to find that if you listen to us on Pop if you listen to us on Popbean Spotify Apple TuneIn Amazon Amazon as well yeah we're on loads of stuff you can find us online find us anywhere thank you once again for joining us today to uh, listen to our podcast we are so grateful get in touch uh, let us know what you think leave us a review everything goes and helps us so we are so grateful for you uh, listening and until next time goodbye Cheerio, Good guys! <laughs> Sorry, I asked him to be bug-tasked <laughs> in my head. I'm
1: picturing Valdry's bug-tasked.
2: I... <laughs>